Welcome to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. My name is Crystal Hasker, and I'm here to give you this month's announcement. If you're wondering whether Sunday school is back in session, the answer is yes. We offer Sunday school classes from ages 2 and up, starting every Sunday at 9 o'clock a.m. Are you looking to grow in the Word of God? Well, we do have something available for you. Every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m., join us on Zoom for our Discipleship Series class. If you're looking for the link, please feel free to see one of our greeters. We would love to help you. Today's following service is our very first ministry fair. So if you're looking to serve, we're looking for you. Join us immediately following service in the fellowship hall so that you can see all of the ministries that Christ Center Church has available and see how you can get involved. Over the last two years, we've been blessed to go on a spiritual journey for the REACH campaign. Well, look around, church. We're in the very space that we pray for. God is good. Join us for prayer every Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Zoom. We're calling this our morning connections. If you would like a link to join us via Zoom, please see one of our greeters. They would love to assist you. On Wednesdays, from 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m., the doors of the church will be open for all who would like to join and have a place to pray. We're calling that our midday connections. And then on Thursdays, we have morning prayer from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And that is here at CCC. The doors of the church will be open. So transform your life spiritually and physically because right after those morning connections, our very own Brother Razier will be leading us in a physical workout. On October 7th, we will have our monthly prayer breakfast at 8 o'clock a.m. and all are welcome to join. But then immediately following prayer breakfast, the men will get together for their very own breakfast at 10.30 a.m. and they're meeting at the Princetonian Diner. It's that time of year again, All Nations Sunday. So mark your calendar for October the 22nd as we come together and worship the God of all nations. Feel free to dress in your favorite cultural garb and bring a friend. We'll have light refreshments served right after service. October 27th to October 29th, Pastor and Sister Dibble, along with their family, will join us for an action-packed weekend. Are you ready? On Friday evening, Brother Dibble will teach on how to study the Word of God, how to preach, and how to teach. And then the next morning, on the 28th of October, Sister Dibble will be teaching on raising Christian children in this postmodern world. Well, what better way to get family together after such an important message than to go to the Oasis Family Farm. So on that same day, October 28th, in the afternoon, we will be meeting at the Oasis Farm from 12 to 2, and the cost of that is $20. See Sister Hasker or Brother Hasker for further details. And then on Sunday morning, October the 29th, you got it, Brother Dibble will be preaching an evangelistic message. So make sure that you tell a friend Bring a family member and make sure they are at Christ Center Church from October the 27th to October the 29th for an action-packed weekend. We look forward to seeing you there. Those are the announcements for the month of October. Make sure you follow us on our socials, Instagram and Facebook, to stay connected and get any updates. God bless.
get ready to start our service, can we just open up our mouths and just worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Someone just invite the presence of the Lord to be in the room this morning. your name. Is there anybody that's happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on church. Is there anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's a brand new day. He woke us up in our right mind. He is worthy to be praised. We welcome you to Christ in the church. We're going to get ready to start our service with praise and worship. Just inviting the presence of the Lord to be here. I feel like God is going to do something great in our service this morning. He can change something in your life, but you have to be ready for it. You have to want that change this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's worship and praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're ready for a downpour. Let it fall fresh. Let it fall fresh on us. We're ready. For revival, let it fall fresh, let it fall fresh on us. It's coming down, it's pouring out, the time is now. We need the
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You love him this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is he a good God? Amen. Say, is he a good God? Amen. Amen. I want to welcome you this morning to Christ Center Church. Every Sunday is Adoption Sunday at Christ Center Church. What does that mean? That means that you are a member of this family. Every Sunday you come. You cannot reject it. We are your family. And we welcome you to our gathering. Amen. It's at this time I want to transition and take prayer requests. If you have a prayer request, something that you've been asking of the Lord, sickness in the body, financial healing, family matters. If you can raise your hand all across the sanctuary. If you need a minister, a leader to lay hands, we believe on the laying of hands in this church. There are ministers available to lay hands on you. I also want you to look at the chair next to you, to the left of you, to the right of you, in front of you, and the back of you. Church, there are some people that were sitting next to you weeks ago that's not here today. There are some people that have not been here at all, but the Lord wants them here. I want you to pray for that empty seat today. Amen. So if you join me as we bring our prayers and petition unto the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, there is someone in this sanctuary this morning, Lord God, in need of a touch from you, Lord Jesus. Someone sick in their bodies, oh Father God. Someone, oh Father God, who needs a mental healing, Lord Jesus. God, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you may touch the mind of that individual, Lord God. God, I pray right now, oh God, where there be emotional weakness, oh Father God, that you may begin to bring forth healing, oh Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray, oh Father God, for the NBCs today, Lord Jesus. God, for there's someone, oh Father God, not here today, Lord Jesus. God, that is in need, oh Father God, of a Cornelius experience, Lord Jesus. God, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you may bring forth, oh Father God, bring forth the man and the woman of God, oh God, to, 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 to speak to that personal Father God, to witness to that personal Father God, to speak of your glory, Lord Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we tear down strongholds, Lord God, in our families, Lord Jesus. We tear down strongholds, oh Father God. Lord, we pray for the backslider this morning, Lord Jesus, that they, oh Father God, may may be healed, oh Father God. God, we pray for the backslider, oh God, that they may be drawn back into your kingdom this morning, Lord Jesus. God, right now, the move of the Spirit today, Lord Jesus, that someone may be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, oh God, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, Lord Jesus. God, we pray right now, oh God, we may have a baptism today, Lord Jesus. God, that move of the miraculous today, Lord God. We pray for the man of God, Lord, that you may use them as your oracle, oh Father God, and, and bring forth a divine message for your people, Lord Jesus. Bless us, oh Father God. Bless us, oh God, and prepare us, oh God, for the preach word, Lord Jesus. 
prepare us, oh Father God, as the musicians, oh Father God, bring us, oh Father God, closer into your glory. In your name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many believe anything is possible? Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together? Everybody clap your hands. Hallelujah. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your life. There is no rival that could ever stand against your mind. You've always been with Every battle you've already won, we've already won. Come on, why y'all stop clapping? Everybody clap your There is no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. There is no army with the power to conquer truth. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, we've already won. Can we lift up our voice in the place? Say, show me. Show me one thing you can't do. Show me a mountain he can't move. He's the God of the Say anything is Everybody clap your hands. Come on. There is a kingdom that's advancing at the speed of light. And in his kingdom, every day is bound to rise. God, our Redeemer, be faithful to revive. Oh, we will revive. church. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. 
shake off this fear as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. You say, all of my fear, I will turn into praise. Shake off this fear as I sing out your name.
If you believe that in the room, why don't you just wave your hands in the air? Why don't you just say something to the Lord and thank Him? Just think there's nothing too hard for my God.
somebody stretch your arms in the air. Say, I will be content.
we give you the praise, Lord Jesus. There is none like you, O oh great God. We worship you and we adore you. You're more than enough, Lord. You're more than enough. Oh, we give you the praise this morning, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. What a great presence of the Lord in his house this morning. We welcome all of you to Christ Center Church. We thank God for what he's doing in this hour all around the globe. And we're fortunate enough to be a part of what he's doing. God is good. Today is a special Sunday in this church. You may be seated. Special Sunday in this church for many of reasons, but we have one reason that we're going to bring to your attention this morning that we want to point out to you. But before I do so, I just want to make a couple of announcements. We, Sister Asker, where did she go? She did so wonderful. Thank you so much. Great job this morning. If you came after 1030, you missed her. And so we're doing different things in this church as we're growing. We're just trying to let God direct us and lead us. And God is sending so many people in this church with gifts and talents and abilities. And we want them to have their, find their place in the kingdom of God to do what God equipped them to do. And so there's many people that God is sending our way and we want God to use them. And so we're trying to do a different way of uh, announcements, announcing our, you know, what's going on in our church, our activities. And so we have, we have tried something different. And so what we have done is we've done, I guess, what would you call that? A video as opposed to um, just standing in front of you. We recorded all of our announcements. And so Sister Crystal was so nice enough to uh, be the voice and the person that kind of ran through our announcements thoroughly and clearly. And so if you want to hear more about our announcements, we'll try to run it in the, in the morning, Sunday mornings at 1020 a.m. Somebody say 1020. Amen. If you come after 1020, you're going to miss all the announcements. So if you will come at 1020, if you want to come before that, we start Sunday school at 930. But if you want to come at uh, 9 o'clock, I'm sorry. Oof. Yeah, 9 o'clock Sunday school. If they had rocks, they would have threw them up here. 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock. 9 a.m. Sunday school. You can tell what time I come to church. So 9 a.m. is Sunday school if you'd like to join us. And then we, uh, we do the announcements at 9.20. And it is done so well. So we want you to come 10.20. I'm sorry. I appreciate y'all keeping me on track. Got too many things in my brain. A couple of announcements that I want to reiterate. Men's breakfast, October the 7th. So this Saturday, we have prayer breakfast Every Saturday, first Saturday of the month, every first Saturday of the month, we have prayer and we have light breakfast. But you know, men like to eat, and so we appreciate Sister Jackson's light, light breakfast. But we're going to Princetonian Diner to eat what real men eat. So sausage, bacon. Some of us say, give me some steak and eggs, pancakes, waffles. That's what we're going to eat at Princetonian Diner this Saturday morning at 10.30 after we're done praying. So if you're a man and you like to eat, 
I don't know too many men that don't like to eat. If you're a man and you like to eat and you have the time, come and have breakfast with us this Saturday morning at 1030 at the Princetonian Diner. It's really on Route 1. Um, it's on the cusp of West Windsor and Princeton, but it's Route 1 South, Princetonian Diner. Put it in your Google, they'll tell you what to do. Also, I believe it's October 22nd is our All Nation Sunday. And All Nation Sunday, every year we celebrate it. We celebrate a church that is diverse because that's what the church is. We might come from different locations and so we might be accustomed to seeing people look like us that's in our church. But when we get to heaven, we're going to see something different because the church is diverse. And it's from every nation, every kindred, every tongue, every background, every culture, every person that gave their life to the Lord, being born again of the water and of the spirit and live a holy and righteous life will be in heaven and we will be a diverse cultural people. And so we celebrate that this Sunday at 10, the, the 22nd of October at 1030, come and be with us. And you can wear whatever nation you want to represent or you're from, you can wear the garb of that nation. And so we want you to come and celebrate with us. After we're service in, that won't be a light snack day. Somebody said light snack. I think it was you, Sister Crystal. Light snack. We won't be light snacking it that day. We're going strong that day. You know what I mean? Strong. So we want you to cook your nation's dish, Sister Florence. Uh-huh. Sister Florence made me some Nigerian soup one time. I mean, it was in the back of my throat, but I couldn't stop. I mean, you talking about hot pepper? But let's go. What are we going to make for you? What are we going to make for Brother Isaiah? Because I don't know any nation that just eat vegetables. But no, but no nation just eat cabbage. Cabbage is part of the meal. Not the meal. So, y'all going to have to figure it out for him. You got him? Appreciate it. Make sure it's foreign food. Don't give him no American food. Unless you cook in America. But we're going to have a good time that day. And we're going to eat all kind of food that day. So come uh, celebrate with us. Today is special, extra special, because we're displaying the ministries that we have at Christ Center Church. And so if you walk around in this sanctuary, you'll see the different ministries that we have in this church that you can be a part of. If you go over to our fellowship hall area, we want you to go over there after church and see some of the other ministries that we have. And if you'd like to be a part, you will be able to sign up with the folks that's leading the ministry. Let me go real quick back to All Nation Sunday. We need you to sign up to say what kind of dish you will bring. And we want you to sign up with Sister Kitty or my wife. So my wife is over here. Orange. Is that orange or peach? That looks like peach. Mustard. I don't know. Let's talk about that after church. If that's peach, mustard. It's mustard? All right. We'll see. Where is Sister... Um, Sister Kitty. Sister Kitty, all right. All right. Okay. What are you afraid to put your hand up for? Put your hand up. So those are the people you can sign up with. If you would bring something for All Nations Sunday, we would really appreciate it. And we're going to eat real good. Somebody say real good. 
Yes, indeed. Somebody says offering time. Amen. So here is what I want to tell you this morning. Listen to me carefully because everybody don't know this and I want to share this with you. In March of 2021, March 11th to be exact, we entered into a contractual agreement with Enjoy. Enjoy is a stewardship solution to help churches raise money. And so we went into a contractual agreement with them because we were seeking to purchase property. We were in, for some of you that don't know, we were in, we were having church services for eight years in a fire station. We were in one room that might have been 900 square foot. And everything was in the one room. The bathroom, uh, a kitchenette, and that was it. But we stayed in there for eight years. And when the time came, the Lord said, it's time to go. I brought you here. It's time to take you to the next place. Some people didn't ride with us because they said, what kind of church is that in the firehouse? It got quiet, but some people said that. And they never came back because they wouldn't ride in no firehouse. That church too small for me. I need a place where I can sit where I want to. And they didn't ride with us. They left. But it's okay. And so we were in that firehouse for eight years until the Lord said, it's time to go. Because the Lord sent us there. And then the Lord said, it's time for me to take you to the next place where I want you to go. And so we didn't know how to raise money. We knew in New Jersey what it would cost to purchase property is just money that we didn't have. But we also knew trying to rent space that we needed for the size of the congregation would be mortgage money. So what do you do? Go rent someplace and pay $8,000 a month for rent? Or do you go buy someplace? And so we started seeking the Lord and Enjoy was the, was, the, was the stewardship group that we were led to. And they helped us to start our stewardship campaign. And so... We kicked off, and Joy charged us $15,000. Can you imagine? You're trying to raise money. They didn't say, we're going to help you out because you're trying to raise money. We'll, we'll, we'll donate our time to you. They said, no, it's going to cost you $15,000 for us to help you raise money. Just telling you how it go. So in September 2021, we kicked off our capital campaign to raise money. Because we had found this property right here, and this property had cost $1.6 million, $1.6.9 million, $1.69 million, and we found it here. And we said, you know what? That's where the Lord wants us. We walked around this property, prayed. We started uh, making pledges. What we did was we made pledges to say we're going to raise money. And so we made pledges to raise the money to at least put down as a down payment so we can purchase this property. With the small congregation we had, we, we pledged $174,656. That's what we pledged with our small congregation. That was awesome for that little firehouse church. But $174,656 was not going to get us here. And so while we made a good pledge, it was not going to get us here. 
When we were done collecting from the capital campaign, we brought in $245,619. So we pledged 174656. We brought in 245619. Now, this is interesting. Of our pledges that we pledged, we still didn't bring in, there was $40,874 that never came in. So that means we had pledged, but we never was able to give or we didn't give, whatever the case may be, but that didn't come in. But we knew we needed at least $450,000 as down payment and closing costs to purchase this property. We brought in $245,000. Now, here's the good news. We had about $200,000 in our savings account. So that brought us to $445,619. Yay. However, in order to get in this place and own it, we had to pay lawyers about $30,000. We had to pay a planner about $3,000. We had to pay an engineer $20,000. We had to pay for environmental work, $15,000. We had to pay about $12,000 to the township to get the variance changed so we can use this property for church. In our remodel, we had to pay $15,000 to get the floor done. That includes everything. Paint cost us about $12,000. Sound equipment and AV cost us $40,000. Bathroom to get it renewed, get it redone, cost us $2,000. Landscape cost us $7,000. And there are so many more or so much more money that was not as big as those, but they add up. Nevertheless, we're here. Somebody said we're here. we here and we are the owner of this property. And we have tenants that we rent part of this property out to. So God not only brought us in here this, in this building, but he also gave us tenants that will help us pay for our mortgage. We could not have set it up any better than that. There is no way we could have planned it that good. Because most of us was thinking, oh, how about we just, um, you know, reach out to different people we know and different churches and see if they will donate to us. I said, nah, you can't do that because everybody is trying to build their own church and do it. I said, we can't do that. So we had to just do it ourselves. But because we stayed faithful and committed to the cause, the Lord blessed us for the faithful ones and says, I'm still going to take you where I promised I will take you. And today we're here in Jesus' name. And as we grow, look around. When we first came here, look around. All of that over there belongs to us. And the time is coming where we're going to have to knock down this wall and we're going to have to keep on building because we're growing. The vision is one day we'll own, we'll purchase Iceland. That skating rink over there? Yeah. It sounds impossible, but it's okay. God has already done something impossible. Where you're sitting right now, that was a miracle. That was impossible, but nevertheless, here we are. So I'm here to take up an offering this morning, and the first thing I want to tell you is this. We're closing out that stewardship capital campaign because how many people have been associated with churches that told you they were building a new church building 
and they told you to give to the building fund, but a building was never built. You don't want to tell the truth. Many churches have set out great goals to say we're going to get us a building or we're going to buy property and build. And they set out to do it and they tell you give to the building fund and it never happened. This church has never done that. Nope, this church has never done that. Because I don't get involved into money stuff. I just tell you what God tells me. I've never gave you, when it comes down to God's business, my home business might be a little bit different. But when it comes down to God's church, I only communicate to you what God put into my heart to communicate to you. So to do things ethical and probably legal, we're closing out our two-year stewardship capital campaign today. And so we are not going to tell you that we were doing something for two years and that after two years we're still going. That's not ethical. That's not godly to tell you something. The Bible says, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. And when we started this, we said two years. September of 2021, we said two years. Well, yesterday was two years. Is closed out. Now. We don't own the building outright financially. We still owe money on the building. We own the building, but we owe money on it. Just like you own your house, but you still pay a mortgage. That's the same thing here. And so we're still paying a mortgage. And so you can always give to the building fund. So that's what we'll say moving forward. What is the building fund? When you hear us say building fund in this church, we're talking about paying off this mortgage and knock down this wall so the church can grow. That's what we will be talking about, building funds. So when you hear building fund, when we say give to the building fund, that's what we're saying. Church, it's time that we look at the church differently when we know we're in the right place. I'm getting getting your attention a little bit now. We need to look at the church the right way when we know we're in the right place. I got to always put this in. It looks like the time is coming because this church is growing where I have to stop working a secular job. But one of the reasons why I kept working my secular job, many reasons, but I kept working my secular job even till this day. When we did pledges, I pledged. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you this. This ain't bragging, but this is the truth, which is fine because the leader's supposed to do that. I gave the most in pledges in this church. So the leader needs to lead. So one thing I've told you, one thing I've done is I've told you what God said and I've led like a leader supposed to lead and I kept working my job and never asked you to support me. I just kept doing what God says. That's why we're here. We don't have excuses in this church like they do in some church. I ain't go to that church because they crooks. People love to say that. That church crooked. I'm not going there. You know, look what the pastor driving. Look at the pastor's house. I'm not going there. We, I'm, not, I'm just giving offering for him. Well, it ain't that case in this church. And when I start, when I start at the pastor, you full time because the church grow. Just remember, I bought my Mercedes that's outside. I bought it while I was working. I'm just, I'm just straightforward shooting, shooting straight with you. So please understand what I'm asking you is never about me. It's about God doing a work in the church. And we need to do everything we can to make sure we do what's right. So I'm asking you this morning, if you haven't made a pledge in this church because you came in way after we started the the pledge, you can make a pledge today. You can give it now all at once, or you can make a pledge today and just give it eventually. 
If you can give a sacrificial offering today, we want you to give because we're trying. Here's the, here's the last thing I'll tell you about everything. Since we spent all of that money you just heard, we're not, we don't have cushion in this church. Which means if, if somebody in here come up in a financial difficulty and you're part of this church, we won't be able to assist you financially. And part of what the church is supposed to do is if you're a member and you are struggling financially, we're supposed to come alongside you and help you. Well, right now we're not in that place where we can come alongside and help you. So if you can give sacrificially, you never know if you or your relative might need a church to come alongside you. If you can give a sacrificial offer this morning, write a check for $500, $1,000, $5,000, $10,000. If you can give that, I want you to give this morning because you know you are supporting what God is doing, not me. Not me. What God is doing. You can write a check to Christ Center Church. We have uh, electronic giving that you can do. You can go in the back of the building, back of the church, and just, we have two ladies back there. You can use your credit card and give. Um, you can give cash, whatever way you want to give. You can give online if you want to give. However you want to give, please, will you give sacrificially this morning because you know you are giving to the cause of Jesus Christ. If you will do that today, not only will you see the blessings of God, God says he will owe nobody. You know what that means? He will never allow you to give and not give back to you so you can be blessed. That's not why you give, but I'm just telling you a principle. That if you give to God, he's saying, I'm not going to let you give and then you're broke. He says, I don't play that. You're not going to blame me. So if you give to my work, I'm going to make sure you get more than what you gave to me, just so you know I'm God. Give this morning like you have never given. Our stewardship campaign has been ended. The two years has come to an end, and we want you to finish it out with a bang. We want to move forward to do what we can do. I gave, I gave an offering. I told you when I get paid on Fridays, I write out my check. But I'm giving extra today. I'm giving two checks. And so, if you will give with us, God will bless you. Thank you for your time, and God bless you. Will you stand? <laughs> the ushers will come, and they will instruct you. I think what we normally do is we start from the front, and you start bringing your offering from the front, and we'll eventually reach to the back. But if you'll come and give, we will really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you.
Christ-centered church where Christ is our central focus. We're so glad you're here with us today. God is doing some great things here in this church. We didn't get a chance to greet all of our guests, but to all of our guests, we welcome you to Christ-centered church. We're so glad that you're here. As we like to say that you came here because you may have been invited you know somebody that go here, and so you came. But understand this. You are here because God wanted you to be here. And he did what he needed to do to get you here this morning. So you're here because God wanted you to be here. And so we welcome you, and we want you to know if there's anything at all that we can do, please don't hesitate to ask. We are here to assist you in any way we can in your walk with Jesus Christ. Some of you may have been looking this morning wondering, Michaela and Drexel, will you come real quick? It's all right. Just come real quick. Just come real quick. Michaela and Drexel is a newly married couple. They still on honeymoon time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you're working and you're not going, you're not overseas doing some in some island somewhere. You're still honeymoon time. But Mikhail and Drexel were going to church in Florida. He was going to church up here at one time, but then went down to Florida. She was in school. They were they met. They got married, and 
the church that Michaela used to go to, I know her pastor. And they came back to New Jersey in this area. And this is where God called them to be in this church. And they have made a commitment to become a part of the CCC family. And we welcome you. Thank you for being a part of this church. And anything we can do to help you go a little higher, we're here for you. We love you. Thank you. Amen. They've been here for a while. But like anything else, whenever you get transferred in from another congregation, we give you some time and we let you kind of, you know, just bask in the Lord, let the Lord lead you, and eventually learn the culture of our church. Every church has its own culture. Every church has its own culture. And so you kind of have to feel the culture of that church and see how you can be a part and how God leads you to be a part of that church. And so we welcome Michaela and Drexel. Uh, Sister Florence nephew is here with her this morning. I don't know if he's going to be embarrassed that I call him, you know, he's the nephew. Because when you say nephew, he, you know, that means you're pretty young. Brother Obi, nice to have you. I can tell you're enjoying the service. Pastor Obi, he's a pastor, Pastor Obi. Amen, he's from Nigeria. We welcome you, Pastor Obi. And I saw my good brother snuck in the back there. Come here, Fendersons, come, come, come touch me. Come touch me, Fendersons. Both of you, come touch me. Amen. These are family, brothers and sisters. Amen. Fendersons still got the cool walk. Come on, Fendersons. Man, I ain't seen you in a long time. God bless you, my brother. My Lord. Sister Nelly, God bless you. Good to see y'all. We're so glad that you came to be with us this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. We were in the choir together and everything. Good people. Good people. I'm glad for what God is doing in their life because we need more preachers. We need more churches. And we're going to keep going until Jesus comes. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you will stand with me and turn your Bible to Psalms 126. Psalms 126. Amen. You didn't know Psalms had 126? Psalms have 150 chapters. So 126 Psalms. Hallelujah. The scripture says in Psalms 126, verse number 5, I'm going to start in. The scripture says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Jesus, your presence is already here. Your presence in our life, your presence in this house. And Lord, we're looking to you to, before we walk out of these doors, to do what only you can do. We trust you. We place ourselves, Lord God, in your capable hands. And we ask, Almighty God, that you will command and do what only you can do. 
I pray that lives will be touched today. Lives will be transformed today. That situations, Lord God, will be changed, Lord God. And that we will see great miracles, signs, wonders, demonstration. Will you move on the heart of your people that they will not walk out of here same as they came in. But there will be a change. Mind will be changed. Heart will be changed. Understanding will be changed. And that, Lord, I pray that you will place me in the flow of your spirit to minister, oh God, according to the spirit of the Lord and according to the word of God. Have your way today, Lord God. Bless the remaining portion of our service today as we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I would like to share with you this morning the word of God, thinking of this topic, sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Life is about sowing and reaping bringing something to your attention today, because I'm not sure if you have thought about this to the extent that I will share with you this morning, that life is about sowing and reaping. Somebody say sowing and reaping. It takes six months for nature to restore to the farmer his reward. How much time do you think is needed before this world is made to rejoice and blossom like a rose? It took the Lord Jesus three and a half years to make disciples of the 12 men he called to follow him. And that consisted of them being with him every day for three and a half years. Money that is sunk into building schools and into good teaching in the field of education will bear fruit even after we have passed on. I thought about that for a second, that we build institutions of learning. It's interesting, uh, I I, I spent a lot of time in Princeton, New Jersey, so I kind of know the lay of the land in Princeton. And when... The end of the year, the end of the school year come in Princeton. The, the alumni would come back. And the amount of money that you hear they donate to the school will blow your mind. This is how it come we can have the Wyatt wing or the Cook wing or the Johnson wing. Because the folks that have plenty they decide, I want the wing of the school, a certain part of the, the, the science wing of the school, I want it to be named the Johnson wing. And so they will come and they'll donate $16 million to the science wing so it can have their name. I'm not so much worried about how much money they donated, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring something to your attention as to why do you think they donated? Because they realize that We must be educated, and a good education is worth a lot. They also know that even when they're dead and gone, that school will still be standing, teaching, educating, equipping people to contribute to society. They know that. 
And that's why they donate these astronomical amount of money to these schools. Yes, it bears their name, but also it continues education. And so the point that I'm making is this. We sow seeds to benefit us while we're living and even after we have passed on from this life. For life is about sowing and reaping. Weeping and joy are usually connected. Did you ever notice that? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In Psalms 35, it says, Weeping may endure for night, but joy cometh in the morning. Just like we talked about in the, the opening text. The man go about bringing his precious seed, but guess what? Sooner or later, he went weeping, but he will come back with joy. He will come back rejoicing because he planted seeds and he has reaped and harvest of the seeds that he has planted. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you this? Because weeping and joy and rejoicing is connected. Understand this. If you're going through something right now that's causing you to weep, just hold on. Just hold on. If there's something in your life that's causing you to weep, just hold on. God is getting ready to turn it around and turn your weeping to rejoicing. If you don't know about God, guess what? God always look out for the downtrodden. He always look out for the hurting. He always look out for the miserable. He always look out for those that can't help themselves. And if you're in a situation where you can't help yourself, where there's nothing you can do, just hold on. Because God is coming to your rescue. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Just understand, and if you can just lift your voice and say, God, you know what I'm dealing with. I can't do anything about it. God, you know what I'm going through. There's nothing I can do about it. But I know you're the all-powerful God. I know you're the miracle-working God. And I'm trusting that, Lord, you will come and you will deliver me and I will go rejoicing. I will not always weep, but I will rejoice. Weeping may endure for time, but joy comes in the morning. Though the sower groweth, or though the sower goeth on his own, weeping, bearing precious seed, he shall come again with joy, bringing his harvest with him. Jesus declared the same principle when he said, He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall save it unto eternal life. It's the same principle. Because we're talking about sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. You and me can never secure any kind of harvest of anything except by giving your seed corn away. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again, but I'll say it. A little slower. You nor I can never secure any kind of harvest of anything except by giving our seed corn 
Ah ouais. Many frustrating are people that are living a frustrated life. You may be living a frustrated life because you keep wanting something that you have not planted. You're looking for something to happen in your life. You're looking for something to work in your life that you have not given away to that cause to make that work. Can I tell you, I said this many years ago when I first got married. You know, I'm probably running five to seven years in the marriage. And I'm like, there's some things I'm still frustrated about in my marriage. But I said this one day. I said, God, you have used me to help so many marriages get right. I said, whatever challenges I have in my marriage, I know you're going to make it right because I've sown seed to help other marriages get right. You follow what I'm saying? So if you and I are here today, anybody that's here looking for some things to come your way and you haven't sown any seed in that area, I'm here to tell you, you need to sow seed of the kind for what you want back. We can't expect things to come our way and we never planted any seed of the kind to come our way. There is no circumventing the law of sowing and reaping because it's the law of life. God established the law of sowing and reaping, not man. It wasn't any scientists that, that established the law of sowing and reaping. It wasn't some genius that established the law of sowing and reaping. No, it was Almighty God from the very beginning of man's existence that, that, that established the law of sowing and reaping. That whatsoever you sow, it will be what you will reap. God established that, not man. And while people can deceive one another and even themselves about their motives and attitudes for giving, for sowing, they cannot deceive the Lord Jesus. We cannot fool God. We cannot reap what we didn't sow. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. We cannot reap corn if we didn't sow corn. We cannot reap mangoes if we didn't sow mangoes. We cannot reap anything that we never sowed. And so we ought to say, God, uh, forgive me for expecting a a harvest of something that I didn't sow. We want a harvest of good relationship, but we're not putting any kind of sowing of cultivating good relationships. We want people to treat us right, and we're not sowing seeds of treating people right. The law of sowing and reaping was established by God, and it will never change until we sow the seeds that will produce the harvest we need. We will never receive the harvest. Jesus taught the importance of investing our time and utilizing our resources wisely for the kingdom. What did Jesus say? He said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If I had time, I would go get you my checkbook. Some of y'all don't use checkbook anymore, but I still do. 
If I had time, I'd go get you my checkbook and let you look at it. Look at my checkbook. And you'll see every check that has been written. Christ in the church, Christ in the church, Christ in the church, Christ in the church. Because my heart is in the kingdom of God. That's where my heart is. And so my heart is in the kingdom of God, so my money going to follow suit. Wherever your heart is, that's where your money follows suit at. Wherever your heart is, that's where your money... Listen, I'll, I'll be nice to you because I'm in the same category, ladies. Ladies, I'm in the same category, so I'm not saying it in a derogatory way. You love shoes... So you spend money on shoes. That's where your heart is. You like shoes. Right? So you drop a lot of money on it. I'm one of the few men that like shoes too, and I got a lot of shoes. So I'm not even going to try to talk bad about y'all. I got issues too. The other day, somebody said in my house, dude, you all right? You going through some midlife crisis? You know how some men go through a midlife crisis and they go get a convertible? I buy shoes. Don't even try to buy shoes for me, because you ain't. I, nobody can buy shoes for me. Nobody can buy shoes for me. I got special kinds of shoes. I know special places to get my shoes, because I like shoes. And as soon as you know they start looking like they're getting old, I don't want a new pair. Help me, pray for me. Shoes is my thing. But don't get all crazy with me, because some of y'all, you got something too. Yeah, hey, we all got some stuff now. Uh, okay, all right, good. Y'all, good. I don't have to go down that road because y'all being, you know, y'all being honest. We all got some stuff, right? Okay, we all got some stuff that we know we sink money into, right? Okay, nobody gonna fake the funk in here today. Everybody got some stuff that they put some money in. All right, well, I'll move on from there then because I'm not by myself. The Lord does not change the positive and negative of the natural law that whatsoever a man sow, that will he also reap. From farming to finances to spreading the gospel, this saying holds true. Whatsoever a man sow, that will he reap. I can't tell you. This message is simple, but it's so, so true and so meaningful. A farmer plants corn and grows corn. He should not expect nor desire anything else. You think the farmer plant corn and say, yeah, I'm waiting for my tomatoes. But that's what some of us do. That's what some of us do. We mean, and we wait for somebody to treat us good. We mean, and we want somebody to treat us kind. It's the same concept. So I hope, I hope I can give you everything clearly, because that's the same concept. I can't be mean and be mad when somebody be mean back to me. Because we're sowing meanness and expect to reap kindness. How does that work? Believers must decide what harvest they want and plant accordingly. For whatever they get back will be directly related to what they put in. And so, have we stopped yet to say, man, that pertains to my, how I am in church. Did, did, did anybody stop to start thinking about that? So let me start. Let me slow it down here. Did anybody stop to say, well, man, if that's the truth, what am I putting in the kingdom? What am I sowing into the kingdom? If that's true, and it is, what am I getting, what am I putting out in the kingdom? 
Because if I don't put something in the kingdom of God, I'm not going to really get anything out. Okay, I have a pastor that said amen. I guess nobody else believed that. Believers who use their lives and sow their resources in wasteful indulgence in order to do more than please themselves will earn just that pleasure and eventually will reap a harvest of destruction. (laughs) Those who invest their lives in fulfilling their sinful desires or storing up riches through pride are practicing the works of the flesh. And in Galatians 6 and 7, the scripture says, For he that soweth to the flesh of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Do you believe that today? So what are we sowing to right now? What are we sowing to? Who is, what seed are we sowing right now? Believers who sow their resources and invest their lives to please the Holy Spirit have a far different harvest. Their harvests will reap eternal life. And so, you know, as I've been telling you, I've been saying this to you, that we're at a place in time in life where we're, we think we can right some wrongs. We think we can right some wrongs. And here's what we can't do. We can't go back and change what we thought was wrong that happened or that we did. You can't go back and change that. And so there's a lot of Christians that, again, felt like, Church was too strict back in the days. Church required too much of you back in the days. Church is too long back in the days. And we say all these things about what we thought of the church, and we said, that's not normal. That's spiritual abuse. Or that all that is not necessary. And so we started pulling back and we started becoming more polished because we said all of that was just crazy. Why did we have to do all of that? Why did we have to go to church all the time? Why was church so long? And we said all of that. Well, because I'm on this message today, I'm going to tell you this. There is no way you got hurt because of that. Because you were sowing. And you were sowing godly seeds. You wasn't sowing messed up seed. So as much as you might say, church took me away from my family. Church took me away from doing this. Church took me away from doing that. I hear that complaint. But can we just look at the other side of it and say, but where did it take me? Where did it take me in God? Where did it take me in God? Because here is the facts. When I was was young in in the faith, I didn't know how to say this in a polished way. But here are the facts. If I invest in the kingdom of God, I secure my eternal life. If I invest in people that I love and they love me, that don't give me eternal life. So as much as it's polite and right to make sure, oh, you know, I got to make sure my family, 
I do make sure my family is my family that. But I tell you this, family, people close to you can become demanding. And they can't get you in heaven. They cannot get you in heaven. They become demanding and they can't get you in heaven. But you know what? If I keep on showing up in the house of God, if I keep on going to every prayer meeting, if I keep on praying like I've never prayed, if I keep reading my Bible like I've never read my Bible, if I keep loving people and being a witness for God, if I keep doing that, I am planting the right seed so I can have eternal life. Whatever God demands from me, I'm okay with it because I know what is going to yield me. But people can demand stuff from me and it won't yield me the things God will yield to me if I do it. So don't despise if you felt like you gave a whole lot to the things of the kingdom. Listen, look at it from this standpoint. I needed to do that back then in order to be where I am today. And for the ones, hear me good, and for the ones that's no longer in church, don't blame it on that. Don't blame it on, I was in church too much, and that's why I'm done with the church. We went to church too much. Church was too long. That's why I don't mess with the church. Okay. That don't sound good. Don't say that. That don't sound good. Maybe you didn't manage your life properly. But don't blame the church because you decide you're going to walk away because things didn't work the way you thought it should have worked. How do we sow to please the spirit? Because we know what we do to please the flesh. When we use our resources to grow spiritually, listen to this. You sow to the spirit. I can tell you many ways to sow to the spirit. But here are some ideas. When you go to conferences, Church conferences. When you go to conferences, when you buy Bible study materials, when you take, watch this. This is foreign to y'all. I'm about to speak a different language real quick. I'm about to speak in tongues. When you take sick days and vacation days and go serve in the church as opposed to going to work, you're so into the spirit. I know I just spoke in tongues. Let me come back in English now. Because I know about that life. I know about that life where I says, you know what? What we used to say back then. We got preachers coming in. This is me. I don't know about y'all. I got a preacher coming in. He come to preach a revival for us. I got to go pick him up at the airport. I might have to take him to get something to eat. I got to make sure he good. I got to take him to the hotel. I got to bring him back. Ain't no way I can be working doing all that. So you know what? I got to take off work. I told you I just spoke in tongues. Because y'all ain't understand that. They're like, you crazy. But that's what's called sowing to the spirit. That, that's not sowing to the flesh. You want me to sow to the flesh. But sowing to the spirit is when I take my life and invest it in godly things. Praising the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. When I fast, when I pray, when I support the work of, of, of the kingdom where others can be saved and grow spiritually. When I witness and teach Bible studies. When I go and teach Sunday school. When I go and teach in the prisons. Uh, when I go to the hospitals and the nursing homes to visit. I am sowing to the spirit and not to my flesh. Do you understand that? 
We're trying to figure out ways to sow to the Spirit. Go visit people at the hospitals and pray for them. You want to sow to the Spirit? Go find somebody that don't know who Christ is and teach them a Bible study. You want to sow to the Spirit? Fast a couple of days a week. Get on your knees and pray. Lord, save my family. Lord, save my children. Lord, save my neighbor. You want to say, sow to the Spirit? Worship God when you come to church. That's how we sow to the Spirit. But we want to sow more to the flesh. And when we don't get the spiritual things, we complain. But what kind of seed did you sow? (laughs) We often overlook the cost to sow seeds. What What often gets overlooked in sowing precious seed is the financial costs and the labor required to sow seed and to nurture it. Resources are required to obtain the seed and labor is required to sow the seed. Back to that educational thing. Why do we feel good and feel obligated to give to finance, to give to educational institution, but it's just hard to give to the church? Why? Anybody know? And when you tell me, because you know some pastors are crooks and all this stuff, all I'm going to say to you is, are you trusting in God when you give to the church? Because I can tell you one thing real quick. If you don't want to be deceived and you don't want to be misguided, you keep praying. And if you're giving your money to, to a church that's wasting your money, God will do something about it sooner or later. Either he'll move the crooked pastor or he'll move you. Facts. He will move the crooked pastor out the way or he will remove you. But God will not allow you in your good conscience, in your good heart, saying, God, I want to give to the kingdom. I want to see your will be done. I want to give this to make sure souls keep coming in and souls keep getting saved. You think if you got that kind of heart, God is going to let you waste your money? No, sorry. God won't do that. So why are we worrying about, you know, we feel good about, and and you know, for some of us that's not rich, just in case you don't know, they take taxes out to go to the schools. So you don't have no say so. The taxes that you pay that come out of your paycheck, it goes to the schools. Some of it. You can't do nothing about it. They strong armed you to pay for the schools. And God is such a gentleman. I want you to bring 10% to me. And then you give offering. I'm not strong arming you. I'm not making you. I am asking you. I am commanding you. But you still have the choice. Government ain't giving you no choice. God gave you a choice. From the very beginning, God's been functioning like that. He says, I made man in my image, but I'm still giving man choice. And we think, oh, that's good. Oh, he ain't taking it off the top? Well, let me just do my thing then. And don't stop to see that one is about love, the other is about something else. Faith without works. Oh, y'all know it. So after we have worshipped and praised the Lord, after we have prayed, we must get to work. 
In James chapter 2 verse 15, the scripture says, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, ye be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man say, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without works and I will show my faith by my works. What kind of seed are we sowing? Do we, do we believe what we say we believe? And if we believe what we say we believe, what are the works that are following us? What are the works that we're doing? Are we sowing into what we say we believe? Labor is a vital part of the believer's life. The Lord gave our first parents, Adam and Eve, work to do in the garden before sin ever entered the human race. Can I pause and say this? I'm getting close to coming to a close. Can I pause and say this to you? We must pay close attention to what God intended from the very beginning. Hear me what I'm saying? We need to pay close attention to what God intended from the very beginning. Why are you saying that, preacher? Well, unfortunately, we go in error because of man's point of view and not the origin of God's intention. So, for instance, I heard somebody talking about, here we go again, Brother Kellerman, the oneness Pentecostal people. And when they talk about the oneness Pentecostal people, they started Azusa Street. I was so mad, I couldn't talk to that person. I said, why are they starting at Azusa Street? And even for us that know about Azusa Street, Azusa Street is great, Brother Kellerman, but what I, I'm careful to bring up Azusa Street. It's not until I go back to the day of Pentecost and deal with that before I get to Azusa Street. So I always make sure they're synonymous. The day of Pentecost and Azusa Street. Because I don't want you to think that this religion, that this faith, that this thing that we belong to, that we're doing, this Christianity, started in 1901 or 1902. Or No, this started when Jesus died and rose. That's when this started. And so we keep on looking at man's origin. We keep looking at what man is doing and trying to pick up from where man started. And we need to look where God started, what God's intention were, not man. So when you're getting ready to look into the word of God, look and say, what is God trying to do? For instance, let me step on some toes. I'm not trying to offend you. Here's a great example. Here's a great example. Don't get mad at me. I understand where we are today, but I just have to give you this. Divorce. Okay? The scripture later on says it's okay to be divorced for fornication. It said that. But what did it say in that same verse? It wasn't that way from the very beginning. Come on, man. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to let you see when you look in the book. I'm not telling you there's some things that we don't have to look at. But what I'm saying is, look at what God's intention was. Not pick up where man is trying to fix it up their way. That's what's going to lead us astray. Look at God's intention. 
that will help you a whole lot. Probably if I don't say anything else today, you might take that away and realize, you know what? That's so good right there. I need to go and look at what God's intention was originally. Because too many people go sideways because they're picking up what they see from people. Tradition that people have started and they think that's, that's God thing. That's not God thing. That's not the word of God. That's tradition that man has instituted. And we think that's a God thing. No, that's a man thing. Find out what's a God thing and go from there. In scripture, the Lord constantly chose people to serve his purpose who were already working because work is an essential part of sowing and laboring together with the Lord. Watch this. Moses was caring for sheep. Gideon was threshing wheat. David was tending the family flock. Nehemiah was serving the king. Peter, Andrew, James, and John were busy in their fishing business. Matthew was in his tax office making sure people paid their taxes. The people that Jesus called to the kingdom to help with doing the work of the kingdom, they were people that wanted to work. There were people that liked to work. And so we are the people of God. We ought to know God has called us to labor together with him, not to just show up in the building. This is why today we're doing our ministry fair. Look all around. Because you will see that we're not just here showing up to say, hey, we worship the Lord today. We praise the Lord today. God was good. He touched me. He answered prayers. He delivered me. That's great. God wants to do all of that. But God needs laborers. He needs people to get his message out. He needs people to be his mouthpiece. He needs people to be his conduits. And so that's why we are part of the kingdom of God. Why was the sower weeping as he went forth sowing his precious seed? The grain that the sower sowed could have been used to make bread for his family. So it is no wonder he was weeping as he toiled. He was sacrificing. He was denying himself for the present that he may have a great future. And so I close today. Watch this. This is incredible. God's word is so powerful. If you will dig into it. Watch this. Sowing requires sacrifice. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Watch this. Jesus. He was the ultimate seed. I let that soak in. Jesus. Jesus the Christ. God manifest in flesh. Jesus, the all-powerful one, the manifestation of God. Jesus was the ultimate seed. Jesus gave himself as the ultimate sacrifice that he may reap a harvest of a church. This man that we are serving and living for, who we're going to meet one day and spend all eternity with him, the dude is no joke. He started way back in Genesis teaching us the principles of sowing and reaping, how sowing and reaping, that's what life is all about. He started out saying that knowing he was going to manifest himself and become the ultimate seed. I don't know if you missed it. 
But Jesus, he went through agony. Jesus submitted his life. Jesus sacrificed his life. He was crucified and buried. Y'all missed it. Brother Sharp, he was crucified and buried. What do you do with seeds? This dude knew from the very beginning he would be manifested as man, still being almighty God. And guess what? He followed the whole process. He started by saying, I will be the ultimate seed. The seed is the word. But in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Jesus Christ is the living word. And the word was made flesh. But that same word was crucified and buried. And three days later, he rose. Now you may read a church, a church. I don't know if we get that. I don't know if we understand that. The seed was planted that we can be here today. It was one seed. But guess what? We have a great big church now. Let's stand. Listen to me. Here are the principles. Here are the principles. In John chapter 12, verse 24, the scripture says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. The only way the church could have been born is because the ultimate seed died. The ultimate seed sacrificed. The ultimate seed was buried. The ultimate seed started springing up. He started coming up on the third day. He came out of the ground. And guess what? On the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. The church was born on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus rose from the grave. The church was born unless the, the, the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it it abides alone and so life is about sowing and reaping life ain't what you think it is life is about sowing and reaping and the great master the giver of life the God of all creation. He demonstrated it by saying, watch me. I'm the ultimate seed. I'm the ultimate seed. And I'm going to die. I'm going to be buried. But guess what? I'm doing it because I want to harvest. I want to harvest. The Bible tells us that the church is so many that there's a number that cannot be numbered. There's a number of people that will be saved that we cannot number. That's why he died. He died 
so there will be a great harvest. If we don't follow his suit, we will be frustrated. We're going to be feeling neglect by God because we're going to be looking for a harvest that we never saw the seed to produce. And for some of us, God sent me here to tell you so if, if, you know, it don't get too late on you where you're expecting a harvest that you will never get. Because there's only one way to get a good harvest. So a good seed. So a good seed. So a good seed. So a good seed. There's a scripture that says, same uh, Galatians 6, somewhere around 7 or 8. Same scripture that says, he that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. I took it a step further. Pastor Hobie, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus gave everything. He sowed bountifully. So let's just take the word for right there to say bountifully means everything. I gave it all! And it's worth it. Because what I'm going to reap as a harvest is no comparison. No comparison to what I'm given. This is why Jesus went to the cross and he never allowed anything to stop him from going all the way. Because all he knew was he saw your face. My God, my God, I don't know what to tell you today. He saw your face. He saw your face. He saw your face. He saw your face. He saw all the faces because he knows every one of us by name. He knows the hair on our head by number. He saw our face when he was going to Calvary. And he says, I know that I can save my life. But then who else is going to be saved? Who else will be saved if I save my life? And so he says, whatever agony I have to go through, whatever pain I have to suffer, whatever I have to give up, he says, I'm giving it up. Because the bottom line is, I cannot disappoint all those people. I cannot let all them people down. I know without me, they have no hope. So I will go through with planting this seed. This ultimate seed. I'm planting it. Because I'm looking for a harvest of a great church. I'm looking for a harvest of a great church. Life is about sowing and reaping. It's time that we learn it. Oh, I so much to say. You think it's a coincidence why the rich get richer? You think it's a coincidence? Whether they understood God's principle or not, they're sowing. And they're sowing and they have more than enough. Because sowing and reaping, it really don't have anything to do with whether you're a Christian or you're, you're not a Christian. Sowing and reaping is a law that God instituted among men. Don't have nothing to do with whether you're saved or you're not saved. The question is this though. What are you sowing to? 
Because, because if all it is is I want to be rich, then that's all you're going to have. If all it is I want great material things, then that's all you're going to have. But if you will be wise today, Jesus, the Lord God, said to Solomon, Solomon, what would you like for me to do? Solomon said, can you give me wisdom so I can judge your people right? And God says, I know you ask for wisdom, but I'm going to give you wisdom and riches. So if you will get wise today and realize, oh, when I sow to the Spirit, everything comes back. Finances, blessings, spiritual uh, growth and maturity, eternal life, heaven, everything comes when I sow to the Spirit. But if I only sow to material things, if I only sow money, that's all I'm going to get back. But if you will be spiritual today and sow to spiritual things, you don't have a choice but to reap spiritual things and sow. Oh, God help us today. God help us today. Somebody need to call on the name of the Lord right now. Somebody needs to say, God, I heard your word. And get into the place that God wants you to go. Don't despise what you got to do. Because what you got to do, don't compare to what you're going to receive. Your harvest is greater than you. Your harvest is greater than anything else you can achieve on your own. If you will sow to the Spirit. Lift your hands with me and talk to the Lord. Lift your hands with me and talk to the Lord. Lift your hands with me and call on the name of Jesus. God has spoken to our hearts. God has given us understanding. God has helped us today so we can go forward. So we can go forward in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I thank the Lord for guiding us and teaching us that life is all about sowing. Life is all about sowing and reaping, Lord. And today, we go forward in sowing to the Spirit. In sowing to the Spirit. Help us, Almighty God, to truly overcome the flesh and sow to the Spirit. Somebody, if you're here today and you've never given your life to God, you need to do so. If you've never repented of your sins, if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to have all your sins washed away. If you've never experienced that, you can come today. We'll baptize you in Jesus' name. All your sins will be washed away. If you've never been filled with God's Spirit, God can fill you with His Spirit. If you want to experience spirituality in maturity, lift your hands and worship the Lord. Lift your hands and worship Him. Open up your mouth and begin to tell Him what you think of Him. Open up your mouth and begin to adore Him. Begin to love Him and praise Him. Begin to magnify Him and glorify His name. Because God is calling us to sow spiritual seed. God is calling us to sow to the Spirit and not to the flesh. God is calling us to be like Him. To be like Him. Accept the corn of wheat. Abide by itself. Oh, it will not produce. But if that corn of wheat will fall in the ground and die, if we will die, if we will humble ourselves, if we will get low, God will raise us up and produce a harvest in our life. In the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. Somebody call on the name of the Lord. Somebody call on the name of Jesus. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, God, we praise you. You've been so good to us. You've been so good to us. You are better to us than we are to ourselves. You are better to us than we even understand. Our understanding cannot conceptualize your goodness to us, Lord. But God, you gave us a little glimpse today. And oh, we're so thankful. We will sow to the Spirit. We will sow to the Spirit. Will somebody sow to the Spirit right now? Will somebody sow to the Spirit right now? Whatever you do for the kingdom, you're sowing to the Spirit. Whatever you do for the kingdom of God, you're sowing to the Spirit. Will somebody sow to the Spirit right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Sow to the Spirit right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, take some time and just worship your God. Take some time and just thank Him. Take some time and just adore Him. Take some time and praise Him. Take some time and love Him. Let's not rush Him today. Let's let Him do a work in us right now, right now. Lord, will You do a work? Will You do a work? Will You do a work in us? Take some time. Take some time. Give Jesus your heart. Give Jesus your heart. Give Him your heart. Give Him your mind. Give Him your soul. I'll
Let's lift our hands in the presence of the Lord. There's still opportunity for you to come to the altar right now. If you need to be prayed for right now, there's an opportunity that you can be saved. Come on. If you hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you, you need to be touched today. You need to be anointed with oil. We have someone here. We are capable people to pray for you. And we believe God for you. Hallelujah. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let's pray. Let's believe God today for our brothers and sisters in this opportunity. Hallelujah. We're agreeing to God today for God to do the impossible, to do the miraculous in here. Hallelujah. Just say yes to God. Say yes to God. The Lord is ministering to those at the altar right now. You can join in right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come now. Come now. Yes, 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 yes. Don't stay in your seat if you know you need prayer. Don't stay in your seat. Because obviously we're here to just love on you. We're here to pray for you. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. There's someone here to touch and agree with you. Come on, the altar is open. If you know God is needed in you, if you know God is getting your attention, we're going to sow into tears, and in tears you shall reap in joy. Come on, touch the... Hallelujah. I say yes, I will agree. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, they're coming to the altar. Hallelujah. Yes, let's touch and agree today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. There's still room for you to come and to be prayed for. You don't know what to expect this week. But I believe that God is going to touch you. God's going to nug on your heart. This week, this week, this week. Come on, let's say yes to the Lord. Let's say yes to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to agree. We're going to say amen to him. We're saying yes and amen to the word of God. And yes and amen to what God has called us to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Have your way, have your way in this altar. Have your way. Have your way. Come on, beckon someone. If you need to be baptized, we have we have room. We have the water is stable. The water is available. The water is open. We need somebody who wants to tug on and say yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, those who are at your seat. Let's pray for those who are at the altar. Let's believe God. If you want to stretch your hands towards this direction. Say, in Jesus' name, touch these souls. Touch them. We don't know what they're going through right now, but we agree today that the yokes are going to be destroyed. The bondages are going to be loosed. We trust God that he has the ability to deliver, to set free. He is willing and able. Let's agree today. Let's agree today. Let's agree today. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Hallelujah. 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 We're believing God today. Yes, Lord. If you're returning to your, your seats after being prayed for, believe God. Let's believe God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I love what God is doing in this atmosphere. I love what God is doing in this church. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And if you still need prayer for we'll still pray for you. But by way of announcements, please don't leave. Please do not leave. We have our symposium, basically, if you were to say. Our ministry fair is available for you. I know some who are actually at the altar that serve in these capacities, but we want you not to leave. Do not hasten to leave out of here. Let's fellowship together. Let's enjoy God together. And let us see what God is about to do in this house, this place. Just not only in the sanctuary, but next door in our fellowship hall. We have displays available. And please, interact, converse. Leave your name, contact information. Please leave something saying that I thank God for what this church is doing for this area and for this community. Let's pray. Can we all stand? Let's all stand and let's pray as we dismiss from this portion of the service as we go into our areas of ministries and our area of display. Let's believe God today. If we can stretch our hands towards the heaven above our head, let's pray God's blessing today. Thank you, God, for this an opportunity we come. We don't take this lightly. We thank you again because you've spoken to our hearts. So we thank you for what you're going to do. We pray that, God, as we transition from this portion of our service to the area of ministry where we are yet presenting the kingdom of God, I pray you anoint again every ministry leader and every booth and every area of which persons will get information for them to be blessed and for them to know what they have been called to. We want to, pr- to persuade men and push them to where God is leading them to do. In Jesus' name. Let the church say, in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed temporarily, but now you can go and enjoy yourself, congregate, but also please stop by at our various booths. God bless you. Be blessed. Thank you for watching those who are watching online.